Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. We leveled! <laughs> Yay! Yes. We're level eight now! Hooray! Right! Last time, if you recall, the heroes were traveling across the great frozen expanse of the Silver Marches toward the dwarven stronghold of Citadel Adbar. And on the way, they ran afoul of a hill giantess and her starving husbands. Uh, <laughs> B, five, fo, and Fum were all eventually slain. Um, and uh, then the characters ran out of food. <laughs> and uh, then their owlbear, Hootie, uh, who was pregnant, uh, gave birth to a little owlbear named Waffles. Yay! Yay! Rip Hootie. Um, Right, but during the during the difficult birth, the wounded uh, mother Albert perished. However, her sacrifice was uh, um, um, kind of a good one because uh, you guys made steaks and jerky out of her, <laughs> which which <That's> horrible, <laughs> which helped you survive the remainder of your journey. Uh, you know. I just need to put out there that there is a disturbing trend in my D and D games of me being obsessed with having pets, and then those pets ending up ending <laughs> up food? being eaten. Yes. <laughs> in mean, my I'm last just... campaign, I was also the tank. I had a pet peacock. When I Aww. died, my party killed, oh, cooked, no. and burnt the peacock to the point that they couldn't even eat it, and it just went to waste. That's so oh, mean. that's terrible. That's so mean. That's it's a best. really sad. All right. Trend. So, uh, suffice to say, last week was uh, one big nasty Paul Turcation. Uh, 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 uh. All we're right. sticking with that, huh? Yeah, we're sticking <laughs> with that. It, it stuck. Uh, and so, to kick things off, your journey is complete. You are now standing uh, at the base of a large mountain and built atop one of its spurs is the great fortress of Citadel Adbar. Uh, it's literally sort of is carved out of and erupts from the mountain spur and consists of two great towers. Uh, and these towers are ringed with spikes to discourage flying creatures um, from setting down on them. Between the towers coming up out of the mountain is a great chimney that belches black smoke like a volcano into the air. Uh, and you can smell that smoke as it wafts down. Uh, you can also see uh, ringing the citadel is a host of platforms, battlements, arrow slits, and other defensive um, structures. 
Now, the entrance to the citadel seems to be very, very high up with a gatehouse carved out of the living rock and a drawbridge that extends to a long causeway. And that causeway curls down. It's sort of a, um, a freestanding structure that curls down the mountainside and you are basically at the foot of it. Um, about halfway along the causeway, there is a gatehouse suspended up in the air, built on top of the causeway. So in order to get to the citadel, you have to make your way up this frozen causeway to this gatehouse about halfway along its length, and then through past the gatehouse to what you assume to be the drawbridge. Um, now, there are no uh, guards around you, but as you make your way up the causeway toward its gatehouse, you begin to see what look like dwarves on the battlements. They are short, stocky creatures with helmets and what appear to be crossbows. You can also see, now that you're kind of about 100 feet up in the air on this stone causeway, the nearby mountainside has battlements carved out of it that have what look like ballistas mounted on them, and they're pointed in your general direction. Obviously not designed to take out small groups like you, but certainly... <laughs> certainly of a mind to take out uh, armies that would try to climb this causeway and assail the citadel. But they could take you out if they wanted to. Got it. They could, <laughs> but they don't seem to be doing that at the moment, no. Uh, yeah, so uh, it is quite windy and cold up here on the causeway as you stand before the gatehouse. The gatehouse... Uh, portcullises are raised, so there's really nothing stopping you from going through it, except a lone dwarf standing under the gatehouse um, just past the portcullises holds up a hand that suggests it, he wants you to halt. At this time, your baby Albert, um, you're probably either carrying it or ha have got it in some sort of blanket or something. Um, I'll definitely make like a little robe holder for him okay. to go on the back. It's about the size of a, like a koala bear at this no. point. Evelyn is definitely like as often as she can, just like trying to nicely imply that like if Strix wants a break, Evelyn can totally <laughs> carry him. <laughs> carry her. It She's certainly does like, start no. to, it certainly starts to weigh on you after a while, Strix, and you're, you're sort of caught between not wanting to give it up at all <laughs> and just the fact that your arms are completely numb. Can you have the front sling so, like, his legs? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Occasionally, it just sort of nips randomly at stuff, like, has, has already torn some new holes oh. in the fabric of your... I'm, gonna, I'm also going to be feeding it the rest of that giant heart, hoping that it'll make yeah. it, like, into some kind of, like, magical, strong beast. Right. It will somehow oh, nice. fortify the, the creature. Give yeah. it a taste for giant. Smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And it also develops a taste for giant. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, and I'll try and hide him. I don't want these dwarves to think that we're carrying around, like, so I'll just, like, cover him up a little bit. Okay. Close. It's just our dog. Yep. <laughs> and S Simon is still riding on Paulton's shoulders, and actually doesn't, uh, Paulton, you've grown fairly accustomed to his weight. He's not that heavy, so it's no big deal for you. Yeah, that was the best moment when you revealed his name last week. <laughs> Out of the blue. Forgot about that. He has a name. He is Murderbot. Yeah. All right, uh, this dwarf says, Iyar Mvantamar, or Greyar. What brings you to Citadel Adbar? 
Yar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite catch that first part. There was a lot of R's in it, but thanks for the welcome. We didn't kill Zog. He just got uh, unfortunately smushed. Oh, great way to start. Oh, <laughs> great. Evelyn. But we know him. <laughs> he taught us how to come here. He said you're all real nice. You were are sent by who are Zog. He's a, a tall guy. He has no legs, but like long, <laughs> long stilts. Sorry, Zog. he had no legs. Zog Yar. Oh, right. oh <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Splinter Shard Yar. That's the one. Now he's pancake yar. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh do you know yar? Uh he says, follow me, yar. <laughs> All right. I guess we have to. Yeah. Well, All we right. need to get out of this cold and somewhere yeah. remotely that's civilized. Let's go. As you look as you look above you and stuff on the gatehouse, the other dwarves just sort of scratch their helmets and uh not really quite understanding who, why you've come and all that business. They don't seem to really care though. They seem more focused on looking outward for threats. Um, but as you make your way toward the Citadel, uh, Vontamar uh, draws forth a great horn and blows it. And at that point in time, the drawbridge begins to come down. Uh, and this drawbridge is made of stone and the chains that lower it into place are truly massive. And beyond the drawbridge, you see a dark hall cutting into the mountain spur. Uh, and there are all kinds of um, sculptures that look like dwarven statues to greet you. Now, once deeper inside the citadel, uh, you enter what appears to be an underground plaza that's full of activity. Dwarves going about their business. And when I say dwarves, I'm talking not just military types, but also families of dwarves, young dwarves, dwarves with stubby, stubbly little beards and things. Uh, but in the middle of the plaza, chained to a raised dais, appears to be a hulking ogre with grayish skin. And you see what appear to be a number of dwarven children pelting it with rocks. Are ogres inherently evil like giants? Yes. Oh, then Evelyn feels like that is his just reward. Hey, are, Dean, remember that happened to you? Yes, thank you, Strix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DF, you do feel a, a sort of a, a, a moment of kindred attachment to this <laughs> brute as he is pummeled and is trying. He can't, his arms are shackled, so he can't even hold his arms up to block his face as he is clocked in the head repeatedly. Aww. Um, uh, but he's he's nine feet tall and obviously quite savage and fierce. Uh, and he just lets spittle fly in all directions. He flails around and pulls helplessly against these uh, unbreakable chains. Does any uh, of the spittle come our way? Uh, you're, you're probably a little too far at this point. If you want to get closer to the creature, no. possibly. Even <laughs> sees that spittle and is very careful not to get in the way of it at all. Yep. Off the plaza, you can see what appear to be a number of open doorways uh, with dwarven script above them. Since none of you speak dwarven, you don't know what they say, but you get the impression, based on the way things are laid out here, that visitors who come to Citadel Adbar probably spend most of their time in this general area, and these might be shops or workshops. <gasps> shops? Yeah. <gasps> That's fun. Do you think they have white clothes? 
How much money do we have? Not that would fit you, Evelyn. Oh, I'm pretty small. Who carries our money? <laughs> Questions we've never answered. Do we have any money? Do we have any money? I have 25 gold pieces. That would buy me a know. nice outfit. I, I seem to have been able to not spend any at all on any of our adventures. <laughs> How much do you think I could sell this hag's heart for? Just like shake it. <laughs> think someone will want it? No, stop. Oh, not here. <laughs> do I see any clothing shops? Um, yes, you do. Uh, all, um, and in fact, some of them even appear to cater to people of non-dwarf stature, including people your size, which are kind of like more gnome sized. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> uh, I love shopping at gnome shops. They fit just right. <laughs> and uh, there is... Uh, some staircases that Vontamar seems interested in leading you up, but as he notices you become uh, entranced with the wares, uh, he waits for you patiently and says, uh, If you like, Yarr, I can arrange your a meeting with the King Yar. You'll want to know what Zog Yar had to say, Yar. Yeah, us too. That sounds good. I'd love to meet the King Yar. <laughs> And In the meantime, are. would it be possible to take a little shopping trip, Yar? <laughs> he says, I will wait, Yar, over by the statue of Dumathoin, Yar. She's, Evelyn's like already kind of like picking at the clothing she's been wearing that she doesn't want. Because if you'll recall, Evelyn used to wear an all white outfit with gold accents and brown leather. Oh, we recall. <laughs> in, in Barovia, that outfit got lost, ruined, destroyed, bloodied, whatever, you know, what have you. Uh, and so she's been wearing this like dark vampire red and black brocade thing mm -hmm. yep. since then. And it's yes. really been bugging her the whole time. <laughs> so she like immediately goes to this gnome shop and she orders up like exactly what she was wearing, but asks them to put like the, the dwarven touch on it. So she wants like some gold embroidery. She wants some like intricate detail on it. So she wants it to be functional, but she wants like the prettiest, most like, godly Lathander sparkly gold detail on it that she can get. Excellent. All right. When she finds, when she goes to this place and she asks uh, this dwarven man uh, for this, uh, he can certainly have something made especially for you, uh, but it will take a few days to do. You also notice that he does in fact have a, a gnome assistant and she is very, very excited about the prospect of doing the, the, the embroidery. I gab it up with her so much. And I talk about like my favorite styles of embroidery, like, you know, designers in the next town over that are my favorite. And we like geek out about like Gucci Yar and Chanel Yar, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Diaz goes and purchases vital adventuring supplies. There's <laughs> rations, water skins, maybe some sleeping rolls. Yeah. Yep. is going to try and sell the hag heart to whoever will listen to her. <laughs> okay. Um, in that case, uh, Strix, just make a persuasion check to try to pause. Yay! Okay. Ooh, no. I got a two. <laughs> oh, no. No one wants it. <laughs> okay. At, at one point while you're trying to pawn off the heart, uh, you see uh, uh, two dwarves who look like they are part of the, the Citadel Guard come over to you. Mm -hmm. say, <laughs> one of them says, we are, are, are received or 
some complaints, your. You must stop your harassing, or. <laughs> Misty, step away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never saw me. Okay. Uh, you see, um, Simon will climb down off of you, Paulton, and just sort of stand next to you and um, just sort of hold your hand like a kid. Um, uh, part of it, you, and, and uh, he's he's kind of looking very suspiciously around at everybody. Okay. He seems mildly uncomfortable. Hey, Paulton, calm uh, your calm your killer, please. And part of it is you notice that a lot of dwarven eyes, as they walk past, seem to fall upon him. Um, not in not in a not in a sense that you that suggests any sort of malevolence, but just great curiosity. Like here is a walking construct boy. Um, the dwarves seem to are fascinated by it. I just kind of look around, and I notice everyone's looking at him, just like. He's adopted. I know. <laughs> and also a robot. Right. And then about uh, a few minutes later, uh, some of the kids who were previously pelting the ogre have run over and are now just ogling it. Ogling Simon. It's like, okay, Simon, be nice. Maybe get it away <laughs> from children. You know, I know you don't yeah. have a great history with kids. But, uh, <laughs> Let's not, uh, let's be yeah. cool now. All right. Uh, Simon, in an effort to be cool, uh, <laughs> will start to do some capering and juggling. Aw. Sweet. And this seems to entertain the dwarves greatly, to the point where almost none of them are whipping rocks at the ogre anymore. That's good. Can I play a, a, play a little jingle to, like, help the performance? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A performance. <laughs> Meanwhile, Strix is running from the cops. <laughs> <laughs> and Evelyn's playing dress up. Evelyn's like, is like, I would like 10 rations, please. <laughs> like the stare of like a thousand mile stare in his eyes. <laughs> uh, performance roll was 16. Okay. Uh, very good. And uh, actually, um, uh, Simon has his performance role not so great. Uh, he has a little bit of trouble coordinating your music at first, and he drops a few of the things he's trying to juggle. Oh. Um, uh, but the dwarves seem fairly forgi- the dwarven children seem fairly forgiving of it, and eventually he's, he kind of gets in his groove. Um, around the same time as Diath, you buy your practical gear. Strix is like running behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, uh, Evelyn, uh, after giving your spe- after, uh, they take your measurements. Mm-hmm. I asked um, them, by the way, how much this is all going to cost. Uh, so the attire that you want will cost twenty gold. Oh, great! I have twenty-five. That'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Living paycheck to paycheck, that adventure <laughs> in life. Yeah, and uh, because uh, um, uh, this is a very interesting a creative project for them and requires a fair amount of handiwork, uh, they're willing to um, start work on it right away. Uh, That's they, just fine. And for that, they would like a 10 gold piece advance. Well, sure. Okay. Of course. And I like, kind of like, I kind of, when I give it to them, I kind of give them the winking knowing, like, I know you're the best in town and you're worth every penny thing. And I just put like all of it in so that they'll do like the best job on it. They possibly can. Like with all of my persuasion, I'm trying to make them give me like their best work. Okay. Make a persuasion check. 
Oh no. Oops. Oh, and now I have 20 charisma, so that's gonna be really good. Um oh no. I rolled a four, but that's still a twelve. Okay. Um they seem uh they do to you, they seem very, very interested in making you happy. Oh good. Well, I hope that's the case. Yeah. Then I hear Paulton playing and I go, yeah. <gasps> and run out. <laughs> Flutter out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Paulton, for reasons you're not exactly uh, understand, it seems like the, the dwarves do very much like uh, uh, bagpipes, um, but they'll pretty much listen to anything you're playing. Um, bagpipes it is. All right. Um, and yeah, so Evelyn, you show up and you see uh, Paulton giving a wonderful musical performance and Simon doing a less wonderful job juggling and prancing about. I am so proud of them both. I'm just glowing. Okay. And I tell people like, that's my family. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, and, and Strix, you seem to have momentarily lost your uh, pursuers. Oh, good. I'll just make sure that Hootie's happy and I guess try and find some food for Hootie. Okay. Not Hootie, uh, Waffles. R.I.P. Hootie. Sorry. Aww. All right. Uh, you discover Waffles is particularly choosy. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of the dwarves that you buy food of just sort of raises a bushy eyebrow and stares at Waffles and then looks up at you and says... Are you? Yeah, sure. That's wise. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Run away. Yeah, no. Yeah, how big yellow monster's gonna get? Yeah. Oh, we're fighting big things. You need big things to fight big things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like thumbs up and he just says, walk away. Oh yeah, you walk away, and he's like, ah. okay um some dwarven nobles seem to have uh taken a shine to your music as well paulton you see that they're much more well dressed uh than the the commoners um a lot of their uh robes and things have gold uh worked into them or just purely made out of gold chain and uh, they seem to sort of stand off in a cluster. There's about six or seven of them, and they're whispering to each other. And uh, as you move from one song to another, they sort of, they not very <laughs> quiet. Like, I'm like, yay, um, And one of them, as you sort of take a, a breather and um, take a swig of wine, uh, one of them comes over to you and says, My good sir. Are you looking for a patron? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was me. I dropped my dice. <laughs> I'm listening. He says, if you are willing to perform for us on a semi-regular basis, we will provide for all of your needs here at the Citadel and also a generous payment that you can store away. Hmm. My family is quite wealthy. Interesting. And uh, what is this? Uh, what's this? What's this uh, time length looking like? What are you so, thinking? He says, "Well, 
That is flexible. Um, you are human, so one must bear that in mind. Mm. A short contract, perhaps. Mm. Say five years. Hmm. Uh, is any of my party nearby? Uh, Evelyn is. Uh, she's waiting for you to resume your performance. Eagerly. <laughs> And like pointing to, like nudging shoulders with random people and saying, "What you know that you're friends yeah, with yeah. her." I know that guy, <laughs> and that's her son. Isn't aren't they just the best? <laughs> he says, uh, uh. "If if you are uncertain, then perhaps we can entertain you with a feast, and you can meet some of my family. I'm sure, they would be delighted to meet such a talented young man as yourself." Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm aware Evelyn's there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn and be like, hey, uh, how long are we in town for? As long as you want, honey bun. <laughs> sure, how's tonight sound? <laughs> marvelous, marvelous. Um, where are you staying? Where are we staying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of you to invite us to stay with you i go up and i like link arms with paulton and i'm like we haven't gotten a, an invitation to be house guests in so long that's so nice and we've got two others with our party i'm sure it won't be a problem for us to bring them right no absolutely you are welcome to stay with us fantastic isn't All that right. nice yes mr uh ah yes my name is elizart elizart Urgray. elizart earl gray <laughs> Very nice to meet you, Earl of Grey. Uh, <laughs> and then he proceeds to introduce you to his wife and his son and daughter and his brother and his niece and his nephew and his grandmother. Oh, charmed. Oh, enchanted. Oh, what up, nice. Sam? Yeah. I don't want anything to do with these people. Uh, and uh, at that point in time, Vontamar, the dwarf with the horn, comes over to you, and you can see he's also part of this family and, uh, and uh, is glad that you had a chance to meet a few other members of his family. And when he finds out that uh, you will be staying with his family, uh, he is uh, pretty happy about that, uh, although he sort of gives a strict, or uh, um, I guess Strix isn't there. Um, no, she's still running from the cops. He, he, he gives he gives the little murder bot creature a bit of a hairy eyeball. But this is our son Simon. Simon, say hello. Simon just sort of bows. <laughs> and I hate uh, fucking robot. <laughs> Dieth, as you come out, having uh, provisioned yourself, uh, you see that there's a large gathering uh, with Evelyn and Paulton at the core. A number of well-dressed dwarves uh, seem to be laughing it up with them. Am I behind Diev? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, I'm guessing. I, I just see this cent group of people centering their attention on Paulton and Evelyn, unfolding all this stuff, and I'm just, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is bad or good? It's knowing us. <laughs> it's bad. I yell, everything's fine. We got food and a place to crash. Things are bad. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. uh, yeah, Vontamar suggests that uh, you guys go to uh, the Urgray den, uh, make your uh, drop off your things there, and then he will fetch you and bring you to the king when the audience 
uh, is at hand. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like though that all of these dwarves, this whole family, you know, when people are around us, they die. I'm just saying. But we don't. <laughs> Usually. Do we? Do we, Paul? Usually. Do we? Do we? Except for we maybe Dia, but. Yeah. I died too. Thank you, Evelyn. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Fine. I'm sure no one will uh, die this time. Yeah. Hate you. We Good choice of words. <laughs> we'll cautiously accept this invitation. However, I myself don't feel fully comfortable leaving you with all of my belongings. I'm going to keep stuff, some stuff with me. The dwarves seem uh, completely amenable to whatever whatever suits uh, suits your needs and preferences. Uh, they simply want to make sure that you are provided for, and uh, can and uh, they assure you that they've got one of the the, the finer. Uh, they live in one of the finer parts of the citadel, so away from the uh, the, the crash of the um, the uh, workshops and the, the the pounding heat of the forge. So basically, uh, the stuff that I'll keep on me is any, anything that is defensive. So my weaponry, my armor, uh, any kind of my tools, things that I would be okay with leaving behind would be like my actual sack with my rations, adventuring gear, rope, etc. Okay. Just to lighten the load a little bit. I yep. normally have over my shoulders. Okay. But everything that I would wear on my person, I'll keep. Yep. Uh, there, when you're taken to the Urgray uh, um, enclave, uh, you're each given your own underground chamber. Uh, you notice that uh, uh, these chambers don't have any windows because uh, you're deep in the mountain, but uh, they do have what appear to be air vents in the walls to keep things circulated. You also know that you're also each given a key to your own room. Oh. Um, uh, so... There is that. I immediately uh, test this key in the lock to see how uh, <laughs> complex it is. Okay. Uh, you, you think this is a very finely crafted dwarven lock. It would not be easy to pick. All right. I immediately stuff a rag into the air vent so that nothing can climb through it. Okay. And then uh, you also notice as you spend a little bit of time with the Urgray clan uh, that they are a very sociable clan. Uh, many of their uh, members um, uh, fought in the War of the Silver Marches. And so they've uh, attained a fair amount of prestige. And they tell you that uh, after, shortly after the war, Citadel Adbar did fall on some difficult times uh, economically, but seems to be bouncing back in recent years. And they have a great uh, optimism about the future here. And so they're trying to spread their optimism throughout the, the lower ranks of dwarven society. Why do we all have to have our own rooms? Why can't we all just share? If you I think prefer, I want my own room tonight, Evelyn. Are you sure? You weren't talking about me. Are you sure, though? I think you might get lonely. Strix, you want to sleep no! in the same room, right? <laughs> Why? I have I have waffles. We'll be fine. But but I was going to cuddle with waffles tonight. Ugh, fine. If I get to have my own room, you can cuddle with waffles tonight. Okay. Okay. Um, if you if you really uh, are desperate for companionship, uh, uh, Evelyn, they can uh, put you in uh, a room 
that has like one of their children or no, or their, their I just wanted my party with me. I didn't, okay. I don't care. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> care about no kids. Evelyn, Evelyn kind of like glances at Paulton to see if he's going to say he wants to share a room, ah. but she doesn't make an issue of it. Yeah. I'm already in my room, passed out. <laughs> so she just cuddles waffles. Okay. And Strix is like around the corner, like, you better give him back to me. Yeah. Give her back yeah. to me. It's not yours. Yeah, waffles is a bit nippy, Evelyn, so you have to kind of watch that. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that Strix has discouraged. <laughs> 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 Good owl bear, keep biting. Bite <laughs> harder. Evelyn's like, no, no, and he does it over. No, no, yeah. no, not, that's not nice. Oh, see, no, that's that's what I said was day. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like telling a cat not to bite you. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Still will. Fortunately, most of the furnishings here are sturdy enough to withstand the owl bear. Um, and you guys have dinner uh, in the Urgrays, and they have uh, their entire family, including workers who have just come off of their, their time in the forge and guards who have come off their time in patrol. Uh, and they all sort of gather around, and it's really a raucous affair with everybody shouting on top of everybody else, passing things along. It's polite but loud. Uh, wonderful. Just yeah. how I like it. Yep. I'll shove then, some yep. cloth in my ears. Elizard Urgray at one point uh, asks Paulton if he would be interested in playing for the family, but he's under no obligation to as a guest. I let me see here. Let me see. Uh, so we got we got kind of a rowdy bunch going on, yeah. You do, yes. And the ale the ale is starting to come out, um, and um, yeah, it's only going to go downhill from here. Okay, let's. Uh, well, I mean, we've already got that. Eh, I'll just do a I'll just do regular performance then. Okay. No need for yep. popular by demand. All right. <laughs> I'm already I'm already loved here, so it's cool. It's cool. Got that free housing dog. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and Strix was already just asleep on the street. <laughs> so uh, performance roll, yeah. That's correct. Coolio. And uh, we got an eighteen. Excellent. Uh, yes, you you do not fail to impress, and the the dwarves uh, by the end of the evening are just absolutely kind of on you. They're just crowding you, patting you on the back, filling up your drink uh, constantly, oh, God. telling you telling you stories about what they did in the forge and what they're making. They seem <laughs> to be inordinately proud of their craft. Woo! I would say be careful. It's dwarven ale, but I think you'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> Should be fine. Um, Is there are there any giant bones at the feast, like uh, left over from yeah. like a cow or something? Yeah, there would be. I take like a giant cow leg bone mm-hmm. and I give it to Waffles as a pacifier. Standing. Okay. <laughs> I'm Done. like, what are you giving my pet? <laughs> Our <laughs> pet, and I'm giving him a pacifier. His growing little beak needs something to chew on. No, fine. Yep. Better than my arm. And she like holds up her arm and it's just like covered in like bites, just like bleeding everywhere. And you're just like, ah! Um, so they're interested in hearing tales of your uh, journey to Citadel Adbar. Uh, do you want to share any particulars with them? Or are you trying to guard your past and for some reason? 
Uh, I'll tell them about all the horrible things we've been through. Okay. They will <laughs> tell you, when you do, they tell you that if you run into any more orcs, uh, the king pays 10 gold pieces per orc head. Oh, nice. And if you run into any more giants, he pays 100 gold pieces per giant head. And that includes things like trolls and ogres. Hmm. You want the whole head? I mean, right? that's, that's, that's a lot of, of stuff to carry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had four of those and we didn't carry any of them. Well, one of the dwarf women says, well, 100 gold pieces is a lot of gold. <laughs> I agree. I can shove a giant head somewhere in here. And she's like looking at her robes. like. <laughs> yeah. And as you speak to more of the dwarves, you notice that about half of the family um, speaks with no weird inflections. And about the other half of the family staples the word yar onto the end of it. <laughs> can I ask one of them why they, like, why they have different accents? Like, wh- wh- how'd that happen? Um, it's not something they generally think about, and it's not something they normally talk about, but one of them will say in confidence, since you're a friend of Paulton, and Paulton is... Oh! oh. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, so at one point, the Urgreys, um, had their numbers had winnowed down, so they intermarried with another clan, um, and uh, those two clans have some interesting divisions because they, uh, out of necessity, they were forced to uh, marry out of their castes as well. Mm. So uh, you've got basically uh, low-class dwarves and high-class dwarves now merged into one family. Interesting. Usually they're not really into that. No. So. And, and, and one of the women you talk to, one of the old women, she says, those extra syllables are a Defect of the lower class. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh. <laughs> um, can I try and get any like information out of these guys about sure. like just anything that's going on that would be out of the ordinary or something that I might yeah. not have known? Yeah, make a persuasion check to that information. Oh, that's not too bad. Uh, 12? Mm. Uh, all you know is that um, uh, the king is has been acting strangely of Ooh. late. Uh, and um, not himself is basically the phrase you hear over and over and over Interesting. again. Interesting. So uh, once I find that out, I'm going to go find the drunkest dwarf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and ask him why the king, if he knows why the king has been asking acting strangely. Uh, when you go to the drunken dwarf... <laughs> Uh, what you learn is that uh, the population of the Citadel was severely depleted after the war, uh, which drew away most of Adbar's greatest warriors, including its long-ruling king, Harbrom. Now, King Harbrom led his knights into battle against the orc hordes invading the marches, and he died in the field. And his twin sons, Brom and Harnoth, inherited the throne jointly. And like their father left Citadel Adbar to join the war. Brom also perished, leaving the crown to Harnoth. And Harnoth and his followers fought many battles during the war. Um, but, and this Dwarken Dwarf tells you, the new king made a few, shall we say, poor decisions that winnowed down the Knights of the Mithril Shield, the honor guard of Citadel Adbar, to merely a handful of members, really. Mm. Uh, and that loss was sort of like a stain 
on the honor of Citadel Adbar. Um, and so he believes uh, that Harnoth is um, suffering because of his, um, because, because he sacrificed so many of the honor guard. Interesting. I'll just thank him and just like cheers his like tankard with my like probably empty tankards. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go tell DF everything. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you, you are fed all this information about King Harnoth, uh, the last surviving twin of a mostly doomed family. Thank you, Strix. Uh, so who is all partaking of the Dwarven Ale? Um, and by partaking, I mean having like multiple mugs. Hmm. Not this guy. No, Strix is just drinking air. This okay. guy. She's too afraid. Right. <laughs> In that case... I think Evelyn's like not really paying attention. So okay. I think like maybe she is. Can I like roll for like a, I don't know what it would be. It's like a, whether people hand me drinks or and I take them. <laughs> yeah. Drinks are always, your drink is always full. Let's put it that way. So you can ignore them uh, and ignore it. And it'll just sit there. I think it's one of those situations where she doesn't realize that the one drink she has keeps being full. Okay. So I think, she's also, not in, <laughs> I think she's not intentionally drinking a ton, but I think she's also not paying attention. Oh, okay. Um, you also notice that occasion, possibly occasionally, if you sit next to the right dwarf, it will sort of, he'll take your drink and actually drink it thinking it's his. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So Paulton, make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, <laughs> you say dead, not just like passed <laughs> out. You're dead. Sixteen. Okay, uh, you are able to uh, handle it just fine. Of Told course. you. You are no more sloshy than you would normally be after. Which is pretty five. sloshy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. Just like slam down, and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> um, like high fiving dwarves yeah, around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Strix, make a perception check for me. Oh, good. Standing in the corner looking like a sad mall goth will work out for me. Oh, we got a uh, 20. Uh, the dwarves don't treat you weirdly because you're a peculiar creature. Um, in fact, they embrace you just as they do all of your friends. Uh, this is a very Aww. friendly family. That's nice. Um, uh, the, uh, the drunken dwarf that you were talking to earlier uh, comes over to you and is just sort of standing beside you <laughs> awkwardly. Uh, like, like, like a a guy who is too scared to ask a girl on a date. Oh, um, no. And so he's just, he's just sort of hanging out beside you, and he's got his mug in his hand like he's, like he's drinking it, but it's upside down. So he can- oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. And you notice that wherever you go, he just sort of, at some point, manages to end up beside you. Oh, and no. If you make like eye Fresh. contact with him, he, he, you can tell he was looking like just on the verge of having the, the alcoholic courage to say something to you and then immediately just sort of goes back and looks at the floor. Aww. Oh, no. Oh, you're all laughing, but I've been this guy. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she notices that this guy's following her around, she'll just... 
quickly cast alter self okay. <laughs> into the only the last thing that she did, which was strawed. <laughs> just be like, Bleh. <laughs> okay. At that point, uh, you, he just sort of looks at his empty mug and, and blinks and sort of goes staggering off. <laughs> do, do I see the? Yeah. Do we see Strahd? Yeah. So you see Strahd in a corner. <laughs> I shriek and pull out Lightfall. <laughs> oh God! Oh shit! <laughs> oh no! Are you starting a bar fight? At this point in time, uh, as you draw Lightfall and Paulton points and, and uh, lets out expl- expletives, uh, the dwarves take notice of the vampire in the corner and are equally... Um, oh, God! Gaseous form, cloud! <laughs> all right. At which point you all realize, oh. <laughs> he learned how to be a cloud, too. It's even worse. <laughs> In this case, I'll cloud into wherever the privy is and just hide there. Well, the good news is you you found the ventilation. You found uh, vents. You can pretty much use vents to you to go through their entire place. Nice and escape. I like uh, to. You, uh, can't, you can't get back to your room because you plugged it up. That's right. <laughs> but I can explore. Yes. yes. All right. So even during all this ruckus with straw and even pulling out white fall and turning the gas, mm-hmm. Dieth has just been at some table just. <laughs> like you, you, you know that's happening he's just mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised that pulling out live ball didn't cause a bar fight I was expecting a bar fight it's just like yep there it is there it is <laughs> I mean if there had been straw there probably would have been some sort of altercation but yep um, uh, at one point uh, Paulton before you are helped back to your bed oh, hold on they disappeared for a second Oh, there he is. <laughs> he's getting help back to his bed. Okay, he's getting help back to his bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, you guys have—you guys are exhausted from your long travels. You're tired, and eventually, you start to feel sleep uh, overtake you. Um, I guess I'll get out of the vents then, and yeah. turn back into a person. Okay. And hopefully, that dwarf isn't around. Yeah, you don't see him anymore. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so, Paulton, at one point, you are. Uh, um, in, in your uh, tipsy state, uh, led back to your room uh, as the as the dinner breaks up and uh, people and you're, it's time for you to retire or sleep is um, upon you. Uh, uh, one of the uh, Urgreys, you don't remember which one exactly, tells you um, that they are going to put a hundred gold pieces into an account here for you at the Citadel to cover any other expenses you might incur while you're here. Oh dang! All right, works works for me. You guys, you yeah. guys are great. I just <laughs> want to say, this is my my yeah. people. You can access your money from the bank uh, that's off the plaza. It's it's right in the where you came in. Do any of us hear this, or is this just said to Paulton? No, this was said just to Paulton. So we don't know yeah. that he's suddenly rich, right? Yeah, rich. <laughs> Rich compared to us. We didn't even know if we had money. <laughs> and I spent spend almost all your all damn of it. money. Um, so Strix, while you were uh, blabbing about the whole uh, trip here, mm-hmm. did you happen to mention anything about the diamond and uh, the use of it to bring Zog briefly back to life? 
Oh, I'm sure that I did. Strix okay. is just like, blah, blah, blah. It was really awful. Gosh, I hope that doesn't happen again. Also, we had to bring someone back to life with a diamond. Diamond, then he got sat on. That was really bad. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, DS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In that case, Strix, uh, uh, after you've retired to your room, there is a knock on your door. Oh! it's just the noise uh who is there uh and uh you hear a a female dwarven voice say this is amara and you dimly recall one of the dwarves in the family being named that all right well I'll just, I'll open the door like a tiny little crack and just like stick my eye out and be like, yeah. You see a very old dwarven woman. She looks like uh, Elizard Ergray's grandmother that he introduced you to. And uh, she uh, holds in her hand a generously sized diamond. Whoa. And she says, this is for you. For me? Yes. But I'm not the one that took, I mean, all right. <laughs> but why? She says, it was found 283 years ago in the mines under the citadel. Hmm. And no other perfect diamond of this type has been found since. I have held it for a long time since my husband gave it to me. I was going to give it to one of my children, but I want to give it to you. Whoa. That's that's very nice. Can I see if she's inside into if she, sure. it's cursed or she's trying to kill me? Right. <laughs> cursed, trying to kill me. Giant diamond, always cursed. Uh, doo, doo, doo. Uh, oh, wow, I didn't do too bad. Uh, 18, 19, 18 okay. plus my Yeah, you look at the so diamond and that's... oh my God, there is a horrifying... De- uh, demonic fiend contained within it. And then you realize, no, that's your reflection. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But looking into her uh, wizened face, you see that uh, she genuinely felt bad that you kind of lost such a precious bauble Aww. in ultimately a failed um, bid to save a dwarf's life. That is true. Uh, so, I guess... I guess I'll just take it and say there's no way that we can repay you for this other than, I guess, killing giants. And she says, that would be a good way to repay us. Oh, and I go, oh, wait. And I, like, reach into my robe and I just, like, pull out, like, I don't know, some weird, like, bone that I picked up off the ground. And I'm like, thank you. And I give it to her. <laughs> it's like a, like a raccoon, like, rib bone. Remember me. <clears throat> uh- <laughs> she holds it as with as few fingers as possible and just sort of, just sort of wanders off down the hall kind of holding it out in front of her oh such a sweet lady I'm like, right. cool i mean i guess i'll hold on to the diamond i'll definitely in the morning you know tell the party about it and give it to the part inform right. the party that we have it so excellent boom 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 ah! Diath, you are awakened to the sound of a heavy fist on your oh, door. And it's been me. it's been many, many hours um, that you've been asleep. Possibly six, eight, ten, you're not sure. Okay. Is it another Santa dwarf? 
come to bring you a present. And the same knock is heard variably on each of your doors as you are awakened by Vontamar to say that the king would like to see you at once. Oh, right. Yes, that. Sorry. Right, right now? Yeah. Uh, Be right there. <laughs> and I'll, I'm going to take the moment to uh, redon my armor, sheath my blades, get my throwing dice up into my... Yep. Yeah. I'll do the same thing and then make sure that Hootie's, you know, on the back, a little owl bear head peeking out. I like... I have Hootie. Oh, that's right. You have Hootie. Well, make sure Hootie's good, well taken care of. I'm just holding Hootie like a like a teddy bear, kind of, and it's like little hands are hanging over and feet. And I like oh. I look at my weapons because normally I'd like pick them all up because I had to take them all off to go to sleep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <sighs> and I just take Hootie. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm still like eighty percent sleep drunk right now. Yeah, so I'm just like, <laughs> oh god, hey, King Who. <laughs> You're like wearing a dwarf-sized bathrobe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just like, with, with like poofy fur around its head. So it's like really short, right? Yeah, yeah, very, very short. Evelyn takes this in appreciatively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everyone else is like. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't vote for no kings. <laughs> Come on, can't keep King Harnoth waiting. Do so I is, need, is he is he really going without pants? Do I need pants? Yes. Specify. He says, "I are you must wear pants, yar, to the king, yar." All right, <laughs> uh, Simon, where are my pants? He holds up your pants. Uh, <laughs> Good boy, don't worry. I'm, I got, I got. I'm gonna use that money. Send you to college. Send you to robot college. All right, let's go. All right, you slap on your pants. Uh, Simon will uh, follow behind you with your shoes. Great. Okay. So uh, Evelyn's got Albert. Strix has got you know her whatever she fell asleep in. That's <laughs> the same. Same. DF is fully stocked, all ready to go, perfectly attired. And Sounds then, about right. Yeah. <laughs> I do have the diamond, though, so I'll like show it to you guys and be like, this old lady came by and gave me a diamond, and I traded her for a raccoon bone. That sounds like an unlikely story. <laughs> How the hell did you barter that? Sound <laughs> done good. No, she said, actually, thanks for resurrecting Zog and then getting him killed. That's why, because I told them about that. Right. So you're, you're a good guy, DF. Do you want me to carry this? Yeah, you can hold on to it. All right. Stick it back in there. All the raccoon bones. Very, very good. (laughs) Exactly. No one will ever think to look there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You are led through the citadel um, uh, to the king's hall, uh, which, like many dwarven halls, is a a vault. Um, It seems to have only one uh, real entrance into it. Uh, but if it's like any, um, if it's like dwarven halls that you were told of as children, uh, probably lots of secret doors and things. Uh, heavy crystal pillars support the uh, arched ceiling, and at the far end of the hall sits the king on what appears to be a throne made of gold-covered orc skulls, like dipped in gold. Yeah. Ew. Cool. Yeah, Whoa. so it's at once sparkly and ghastly. Ooh. Uh, you can see that the king is uh, a haggard, unarmored dwarf. 
um, a little very unkempt. Um, and uh, as you walk, sort of uh, kind of tries to collect and adjust himself in the throne. Um, off to one side of him, you can see what appear to be a gaggle of advisors, dwarves in long uh, uh, robes made out of gold ingots. Um, the king has a shawl over his shoulders. Uh, it, it's a fur shawl uh, to keep him warm in this drafty hall. Uh, and you can see uh, that there um, are members of the honor guard, the Knights of the Mithril Shield, uh, heavily armored warriors, kind of up against the walls of the hall, uh, trying not to draw attention to themselves, but you can't help it because uh, they are carrying these burnished Mithril Shields. Um, and uh, they are encased head to toe in plate armor. And there are about a dozen of them. And uh, when Vantamar uh, takes you uh, before the king, he introduces you each to the king one by one, starting with you, Evelyn, then you, D.F., then you, Strix, and lastly, Paulton. Uh, I curtsy and I, I have waffles do a little, like I take a <laughs> hand and wave. <laughs> <laughs> I just give like a, yo, uh, say Yeah, Vantamar does not introduce Simon. Uh, and you can see Simon just puts his little wooden hands on his hips. <laughs> Good. Strix will just wave. Yeah. And actually, Simon will sort of look up at you, Diaz, and just sort of give you an exasperated shoulder sink. Aww. Aww. Nice. This is our son, Simon. <laughs> Simon stabbed me once. And uh, the king tells Vontemar to wait outside. And so there's this awkward moment of silence when the king refuses to talk until Vontemar goes from oh, where you no. are the hall all the way back toward the entrance of the hall and out the giant doors. All you hear is those footsteps clump, 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 clump. Alton, can you hum a song while this happens or something? I just take a swig of wine. <laughs> The king's advisors start to kind of move as a gaggle toward him, and the king just holds up his hand so they stay at least 10 feet away from him. And they all just sort of stop and start to furtively murmur amongst themselves. <laughs> and the, the king uh, clasps his ring-covered hands uh, on his lap, leans forward on his throne like he has to get somehow inches closer to you to be heard. But then as soon as he speaks, you have absolutely no trouble hearing his voice. And he says, Welcome to my hall. Thanks. Why, thank you. It's very nice. We thank you for your hospitality. Yeah. He says, You were escorting Zog Splinter Shard here. What did he have to say to me? <laughs> we all look at Dia. <laughs> uh, forgive us, Lordship, but we chose not to pry into Zog's personal matters and know not the message he had for you. We tried our best to lead him safely here, but... We have his map. He says, 
He looks at the, he looks at the advisors, and one of them says something to him in dwarvish, and then he, the king nods and says, "And did you bring his body so our priests could speak with the dead?" Ooh. Oh, it would have been a great idea. <laughs> we gave him a proper burial at the time because we were starving in the woods and probably wouldn't have made it back if we hadn't have buried him. We there. He was also. <laughs> <laughs> we have his legs, his stilts, not his actual. We brought him back to life once, and then he died again. And he—he he wasn't so much a, a body as a pancake at that point. Yeah, I don't think you can speak to pancake. Are yeah. you a brunch man, sir? <laughs> he says, "Well." That is, looks at the advisors, unfortunate. But the gods sent you here for a reason. And I could use your help. And at that point, you see the advisors become quite agitated. Uh, and he just, the king just ignores him. That's... Uh... What you need, man. <laughs> he says, I have been sending patrols out into the hills to find a missing dwarf. They are preoccupied with finding him and this missing patrol that he was leading. Was it Zog? Because we know where he is. Ah. Palton, you speak, you, you speak of Jasper? Oh, you Jasper Dimmerchasm. Yes, that's his name. Isn't that his name? Yes, that's his name. <laughs> we know of him, but sadly have not seen him or... No uh, matter. <clears throat> it's, not, it's not your concern. All right. However, there are reports from some of these patrols, these patrols that have failed in their duty to find our missing champion that giants are gathering in an old forge in the mountains of the ice spires. Fire giants. Oh, cool. <laughs> he says, they have taken iron slag once more. And I want to know why. Do we know what iron slag is? No, but the king says that iron slag was, in ancient days, a forge carved into a mountain by fire giants, and they used it to make great weapons uh, that, they, uh, that were um, basically brought to bear not only against dwarves and other enemies of the giants, but even dragons. When I hear great weapons that have been brought against giants and dragons, my eyes go like heart-shaped, like bing! <laughs> Uh, and uh, he also tells you that iron, after the giants uh, were defeated long, long, long ago, they abandoned, they were forced to abandon Iron Slag, and uh, it was basically locked up for ages. Um, it is, the king says it is strange that the fire giants would return to it now, and that's why he wants to know what's going on there. Is that what the message that uh, Zog had was supposed to tell you about? I don't know what the message Zog had was. You know why? Because he's dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why was the, the mountain locked up? Why was it abandoned? 
He says, the giants left. They were driven off by their dragon enemies. So giants and dragons. Great. It's my favorite game. (laughs) (laughs) All I need is someone to go to Iron Slag and see what's happening there and report back. You think you can do that? Uh, a, a simple scouting mission? Supplies? <laughs> Some warm clothes? Yes, 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 of course. But can you do it? Certainly. If it's scouting is what you need, it's something I excel at. However, we're not just a band of mercenaries or simple adventurers. We also are trying to get home. If we do this for you, would you be able to assist us in finding a way or at least getting us supplies to make our way back to Waterdeep? You bet. <laughs> I'll kind of look over at the party for uh, affirmation. Is like, is this a good deal? You yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah, okay? I'm, I'm just kissing waffles. Okay. <laughs> he says, I won't send you there alone, of course. There is one that I'd like to accompany you because he hates fire giants more than even the dwarves do. As long as he can keep up. Of course. His name is... At that point, uh, you see... Uh, well, first of all, the advisors are beside themselves. They're like murmuring. They're getting flustered and angry at the king, just blathering out this information. Um, and they're 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 sort of uh, mumbling and dwarfish to one another. Uh, but as they do, um, you see uh, some of the honor guard dwarves. They. Uh, drop their shields. They pull out heavy crossbows and they sort of turn them over toward you and over toward the king. And one of them takes a shot at the king. Uh, (gasps) What? Whoa. I immediately try to protect the king. All right. Let's roll initiative. Ah! Whoa, what? Whoa. We are at the wrong place at the wrong time. Ah, I rolled a one. <laughs> you don't even have light fall. Who cares? I don't have any of my weapons. <laughs> you didn't bring your weapon. <laughs> Strix. Oh, you can do it. You have a baby owl I got, bear. I got nine. You better protect that owl bear. You better hide that owl bear and run. Yeah. 16. 16. Evelyn, one? One. Well, plus my deck, so three. Three. Hold that owl bear tight. Halton. <laughs> uh, 20. Okay. Which means Simon Sorry about your tank team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, uh, in told two crossbow bolts are shot at Harneth. Both of them miss. One of them, uh, strikes up against his golden throne and just sort of breaks off in a random direction. Uh, the other one lodges in the cushion just below his crotch. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and at that point in time, Paulton, what would you like to do? Uh, you can see that there are a total of a dozen of these honor guardsmen. Um, but all, quick, all dozen of them have crossbows out? No. A quick survey of them. There's six on one side of the hall and six on the other. Oh. A quick survey suggests that um, about two-thirds of them have dropped their shields and, and taken up their weapons in a threatening manner. The other ones are just utterly flabbergasted and confused from. Okay, that's important to know. Yeah. All right. So, in my uh, less than clear judgment, 
All I know is that how how far are they on, on each side? Uh, so um, they are about uh, thirty feet away on each side. Thirty feet. Oh. Ah! And they're about ten feet apart from one another, sort of lining the hall. Okay, uh, I'm going to. Were, were all the ones that are looking hostile like they're they're like kind of spread out, or are they all in like they are they are spread out? Yes. Um, okay. Of the twelve, it looks like eight of them are hostile, and four of them are not. And the four that are not are scattered throughout the others. Gotcha. Okay, I'm just gonna run to the the uh, nearest hostile group. I'm okay. just gonna be like. Ah, oh, shit! And then just... <laughs> <fuck away. laughs> I was like, well, here we go! And uh, I'm going to thunder wave them. Okay, you can hit two of them with your thunder wave. I will make two saving throws. These are constitution saving throws, which dwarves normally excel at, but these guys can't roll for shit. Um, all right, so you blast two of them uh, and get them dead on. Sweet. Also, now that I can do this, wait, I can do this, I believe. I can cast at level four, right? Yes, you have a level four slot. Cool. I'm going to do that. Uh, so then that is 2d8, 3d4, 5d8. Okay. Cool. All right. So. And, uh, 25. Okay, uh, you blast two of them, and they go flying up against the back wall and just sort of uh, kind of collapse against the wall as they are thrown backwards, and they take all of your damage. Brad, and in my, in my drunken state, when I'm doing attacks, even though, even though they will clearly be happening, I like to add my own sound effects. Yeah. So I do that. <laughs> I run up to them just like, prop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, murder bot, aka Simon, um, is going to uh, turn just stand where he is, but kind of turn his head around uh, to face one of them and attempt to shoot it with a dart. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it uh, bounces off of a dwarf's armor. Cool. Does nothing. All right. Uh, next up is Diaf. All right, uh, immediate reaction to them shooting uh, the crossbows is me pulling out a throwing dagger and just throwing it at one of them. Okay. Uh, I, are you going after a fresh one? Yeah, a, a fresh one. Okay. Like, whichever one's actually got the cross, one of the two that got the crossbow bolts actually off at the king gets yep. right at them. Okay. Uh, hit. Uh, 15. Uh, that bounces. Ooh, no, I'm sorry. That was wrong. 18. Okay. Uh, since he does not have a shield up, that hits. Okay, excellent. Uh, uh, eight damage. Excellent. That sticks him through his armor. Uh, excellent. Uh, and, right. uh, do you want to move or do anything else? Uh, yeah, I'll then, uh, actually head towards that group, short sword at hand, and as okay. I'm doing that, I'll look over at Evelyn, who doesn't have any weapons. Did, are you wearing your armor? <laughs> I definitely I was just debating because my shield is technically my like bracers uh-huh. and if I am holding my shield that gives me certain you can probably have your shield over your back that's fine 
I think I have my bracers on. So okay. I have my shield, but I don't have any weapons. Okay. Okay. And I think I had, I guess I had my armor. I think I fell asleep, like, all in my clothes. We'll say, we'll say you have, we'll say you have your armor. Okay. All right. So, yes. Yeah. All right. So, as I'm running, like, look back at Evelyn and, and tell her, protect the king. I'll take one of my other uh, throwing daggers and then toss it to her. All right. <laughs> I look at it like, what am I supposed to do with that puny <laughs> thing? <laughs> but I catch it, I or I okay. try. Yeah, I'll just make a dexterity uh, check to see if you can catch it. Uh, that's going to be 13. Yep, you do. Okay. I'm so like, Death, thanks. Diath rushes to confront. Uh, You're welcome. A couple. Uh, at this point in time, it is the dwarves' turn. So the two that you blasted, Paulton, uh, will uh, stand up and attempt to shoot you with their crossbows. Are you still uh, within five feet of me? Diaz? Uh, uh, Diaz, probably not. No. Probably not. I think I moved. Okay. Uh, no, the only one within five feet of you is Strix. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, Paulton, two crossbow bolts miss you and fly across the hall. Say, yeah. Uh, the two uh, that are closest to Diaz uh, will drop their crossbows and advance with their war hammers. Um, and DF, uh, one of them rolls a 16 to hit. That does not hit anymore, Chris Perkins. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of them swing mightily at you with the war hammers and both catch nothing but air. I do a quick under dodge. I leap over the one like corkscrew twirl the air and land and superhero pose. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> nice. Uh, so with two of them on DF and two of them on Paulton, uh, the remaining eight uh, all begin to attack each other. Hmm. Cool. And it is Strix's turn. All right. So one of my new spells that I have is Tongues. So I'm going to go ahead and cast that on myself. Okay. Tongues or so tongs? I can Tongues. So I can... <laughs> Tongs. I'm just like, I have the ability to understand any spoken language. And uh, uh, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language can hear the target and understand what it says. So I can speak languages and understand all all of their secrets, which I probably should have done before we walked in here. But you know. No worries. (laughs) So immediately you hear uh, some of the dwarves are shouting out, protect the king. Hmm. Um, and the ones who are the aggressors don't seem to be saying anything. They just seem to be suddenly out to murder everybody. Um, particularly right. anything. Uh, the king doesn't say anything. He just sort of pulls his legs up into his throne and kind of wraps his arms around his knees. Oh, no, he's a little bitch. Oh, no. Again, didn't e- vote for him. Evelyn. <laughs> Not my king. <laughs> and you see the advisors. Uh, one of them uh, panics and uh, races to the king's side with, uh, with a, um, uh, and draws out a hammer uh, to protect the king. Another uh, takes cover behind the throne. And the three others make their way toward and open a secret door wall behind the throne. Ooh, we like secret doors. All right. So I watch all I watch all this happen. Yep. I'm also gonna point at the advisors and just be like, leaving. 
<laughs> also, I, do I get, can I yell anything or is that it? Just my spell? No, you can talk as well. Okay, cool. So I'm going to try and just project my voice over towards the whole like area and just try and remember all of the things that I was told that night when everyone was partying mm-hmm. and saying like, your population is dwindling. Each other aren't the enemies. The enemies are the giants. Rawr! And then like try and like make giant faces. <laughs> Okay. In Dwarvish, I'm going to try and tell them that in Dwarvish, like to convince them not to fight each other, or at least whoever will listen. Okay. Uh, and then, um, Evelyn, what would you like to do? So most of the non-assassin advisors are fleeing, right? Uh, yes, three of them are fleeing. One of them is hiding behind the throne, and one of them has actually moved to take up a defensive posture to protect the king. And so is you said that they were kind of trying to fight each other. Is there like a, a melee of Yeah, there's a fighting? melee of dwarves on the floor uh, to each side of you. It looks like that the dwarves who are out to get the king, the eight of them, uh, those who are not fighting Paulton and Diaf currently are trying to get past these other dwarves to reach the king uh, with the intention of harming him. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to... I'm going to put Divine Smite. I'm going to call down the light of Lathander on this little dagger. Like, I'm kind of looking at it like, eh, all right. May the light of Lathander smite his foes! <laughs> and then I just jump into the fray with this little dagger. Okay. <laughs> you're um, welcome. All right. <laughs> and are, you're going after one of the ones that's fighting other dwarves? Yeah, that's trying to get at the okay. king. Got it. Um, and what, what would my attack? So, um, this is a non-magical weapon. Uh, so it's your, it's, uh, your proficiency bonus, which is plus three, plus your strength, which is plus four. Plus so plus seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same as my, yeah. okay. Oh, <laughs> I rolled a two. Okay. Oh, nine. Yeah. Your dinky little dagger bounces off the armor. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not very used to using dinky yeah. little weapons like you have this. A second it's attack. not funny when it happens to you, is it? <laughs> I like big weapons! <laughs> uh, you have a second attack with your toothpick. <laughs> poke, poke, poke. Not you too, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that time I got a 15. Uh, that bounces off his armor as well. I look at Diaz like, come on! <laughs> All right. But thank uh, you. Thank you, I mean. Um, waffles is with you. I'm holding Waffles in one hand while I'm yes, doing this, like yes. protecting him like this. Okay. Uh, Waffles is starting to squirm. I would like you, uh, <laughs> I would like you to make a, a strength athletics check against its uh, acrobatics check to squirm free of your grapple. Why is everything we do like a Scooby-Doo episode? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. I got a 19. I'm okay, very strong. You, yes, you are able to hold on to Waffles just fine. <laughs> Waffles, no, stop. Waffles, it's like, no. Okay, Paulton. Uh, you are up. You've got uh, two dwarves uh, 10 feet away from you with crossbows. Um, they're your closest enemies. Okay, and there's two of them? Yeah, there's the, the two that you just rattled with the thunder wave. Uh, would I happen to have an inkling as to whether or not they're a particularly wise bunch for dwarves? Um... They seem, all you can tell is that they are intent in committing a heinous, treasonous act. 
All right. Uh, I'm going to try to cast Crown, uh, sorry, uh, Crown of Madness on one. Okay. Very good. And I believe that's a wisdom saving throw, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. A jagged, twisted iron magical crown hovers above his head, and you see madness fill his eyes. Oh. Word. Now I'm... And then I just, uh, okay. I picked the other guy next to him. So I'm just like, yeah, fuck him up. Okay. <laughs> uh, Simon will uh, fire another dart, uh, this time at one of the ones uh, that Diath is confronting. Uh, and again, his dart bounces off the dwarf's armor. Uh, Diath. Yeah. You're up. Good. All right. So uh, now I'm engaged mainly at this one. I'll, uh, I got my short sword out, okay. and then I'll uh, continue to try to uh, exploit the armor of the one that I've already injured with a dagger. Okay. It's just a standard attack roll. Yep. And 21. 21 is a hit. All right. For 10 points of damage. Okay. You stick him again. Did they, did they have any dropped equipment by them? Uh, they dropped their crossbows, their heavy crossbows, in order to close to melee combat with you. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, they will, uh, the ones that uh, Paulton uh, is fighting, one of them will turn on his companion uh, and make two Warhammer attacks and miss with both of them. Nice. Great. The other one, cool uh, confused, will uh, turn on that guy and miss twice. So they're beating on each other's <laughs> armor, but not hurting each other. Think, 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 uh, think, Diaf, think. Uh, one of the ones attacking you, um, Rolls a 23 on one attack roll and an 18 on the other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So yeah, both uh, his first swing does 11 points of damage. Second swing does six for a total of 17. All right. Um, uncanny dodge. All right. <laughs> so you can reduce the 11 to five uh, and six. So you take 11 points of damage. The second dwarf uh, takes two swings at you, misses you both times. <laughs> Evelyn. Oh, oh they, they both have two attacks each? Yes. Oh, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, Evelyn, uh, the one that you've confronted uh, takes a swing at you, and uh, you are uh, uh, your armor is struck twice, but it doesn't deal any damage to you. Ding, ding. Okay. And a bunch of the other dwarves are kicking the crap out of each other. Uh, Strix. All right, so they didn't listen to me at all when I yelled uh, at them. They did not listen to you at all. The, the um, advisors, the three advisors have disappeared into the secret passage uh. and closed the door behind them. Ugh. Well, there the, goes that idea. The two remaining advisors, one is still cowering and one is still defending the king. You can see at this point in time, uh, the king reaches over to that advisor, takes the short sword out of his hand and it now has it as if right. to defend itself, defend himself. Well, Something. that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to help Diet with the, uh, the ones around him. How many are around him? There are two. Two? two. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and polymorph one of them into a frog. Ha! All right. Uh, this is a whiz save? It Do is it. a wisdom saving throw. Right. Do it to the one that I haven't been stabbing. Yes, the one that you haven't been stabbing. What are you trying to polymorph it into? Into a frog. Okay. Uh, <coughs> the, the dwarf, uh, so magical energy sort of sp 
swirls around the dwarf, um, but does not have any effect. No! He was going to be such a cute frog! He's going to be a stomp frog if it worked. Yeah. I just yell, sorry, dear. That's a new spell. I'm not very good at it. Uh, Evelyn. Uh, Evelyn, as soon as she had, she deflected those two blows, she, she looks at Waffles and she realizes that battle is no place for the baby. <laughs> and so what, she, what I want to do, and tell me if this is, this is possible, I want to run away from the fray, like to the other side of the room. I want to set Waffles down and I want to cast Nature's Wrath on him to hold him in place and then run back to the battle. Nature's Wrath is an action, is correct. Okay, so can uh, I do so, that? Uh, you would, uh, but it wouldn't hurt her. It wouldn't hurt no. her if I... Um, since you're, since uh, you're not using an action to disengage safely from combat, you'll provoke an opportunity attack as you withdraw. That's fine. Okay. Uh, then he takes a swing with a hammer and misses you. So yes, you were able to uh, retreat the, however far you can go mm-hmm. um, and set the owlbear down and uh, secure it. <clears throat> okay, I, I go, don't be afraid. Lathander's just going to give you a big hug. And I go, <laughs> and then and nature not, go, looks up at you and goes, no, no, no. Like try, tries to make a sound like a, a hoot or a roar and just kind of, yeah, Lathander, you're, that's right. You're learning. Good job. Strix can, Strix can hear that from the other side of the room. I don't care, Harold. It's like, don't tell it about Lathander. <laughs> when, when I say, good job, Waffles, I give him the bone that is his life oh, yeah. toy. Waffles yeah. will believe whatever Waffles wants yes. to believe. And by that time, you realize you spent about six seconds longer with the Alvar than you intended to. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, okay, to, we be right back. And start to hurry back to the fight. Okay. Um, uh, and then uh, it is uh, Paulton's turn. Okay. Paulton, so. did I have them? I didn't have them attack you, did I? Shame on me. <laughs> oh, poor shame. Uh, they will come at you. Uh, one of them is going to roll a 21 to hit, which I know will hit you. Uh, so Great that goodness. does 11 points of damage. Oh, okay. The second one takes a couple swings at you and rolls a 16 on one, which I believe will hit you, um, mm-hmm. for five points of damage. So a okay. total of 16. Okay. That's, um, I'm doing all right. Okay. Um, okay. So, 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 so. Uh, so Crown of Madness is worn off at this point. Oh, uh, oh, no, that's right. Never mind. You take none of that damage. They turned oh. on each other. I forgot about that. Oh. That's why they didn't fight. That's right. Yes. Got Thank it. you. Okay. I should have cool. Cool. about that. So, okay. yes, it is your turn, and they are still beating the crap out of each other. Right on. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to attack the one that is being attacked. Yep. So, okay. I'm going to team up with this guy that I bring <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So yeah, just yeah. making friends left and right. Yeah, right. And I'm going to I'm going to dissonant whispers at a three slot. Okay. So that's five D six. Cool. So Sarah. Oh, that's good. One. All right. Five. Ten. He failed his saving throw. 
Sweet. Uh, uh, 15. Okay. Uh, he is starting to look quite hurt now. Um, and uh, you can see when you batter him with this psychic damage, uh, he sort of clutches his head. And for a moment, just a split second, he looks at you differently. Um, like he just got a moment of clarity. It, it's almost like he just snapped out of some sort of magical compulsion. But then almost immediately, that, that sense of confusion and where am I and why am I attacking you and what's happening? Oh my God, my king disappears and he becomes this malevolent, murderous creature again. And so, and I, I kind of pick up on all that. Yeah, all in the span of an instant, you're like, whoa, there's something really weird about the way that dwarf just, like he had a moment of lucidity and now he's just a raving. All right, can psycho, I convey that to the party? Just like, hey, yeah. I think someone's controlling them. So maybe not super kill them. Uh, and then it is DF's turn. Um, I hear that message just a second too late as I stab a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, or not, you know. D- 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 what? You. you do you. Oh, uh, I don't think 13's going to do much for it. No, that's going to bounce off his armor. Okay. Uh, still kind of concerned by how, how often they're swinging. So I'm going to use my cunning action to mm-hmm. disengage and backflip yes. away from them. All right. Do you want to backflip toward something or towards someone in particular? Uh, towards the king to kind of get a okay. protective stance towards him. All right. Then you can get up next to the king. All right. And uh, he says to you, you're very brave. <laughs> Yay. At, at, that point, <laughs> at that point in time, you hear outside the hall loud pounding on the doors. <laughs> Multiple poundings on the doors, actually. Like there's reinforcements trying to get into the hall. And the king shouts, someone unlock the doors. Who's close to that? Nobody's close to the doors. Damn it. You're not even sure how the doors would open because you can't see any handles on them. (laughs) Just get up the door and just... Uh, when the king is shouting that, though, Paulton, make a perception check or an insight check, your preference. Okay, let me see. Uh, no, uh, neither would do any better than the okay. other. All right, one, four. All right, never mind. <laughs> cool. All right. Moving on, uh, then. Moving on. The dwarves. Okay, the two that were fighting DF will uh, make their way up to the throne. Um, but DF, you're in the way, so they'll just try to bash you. All right. <laughs> um, uh, one of them uh, will hit you. he roll a natural 19 with one of his attacks. Uh, that attack does eight points of damage. Yeah. All right, I'll take Good. that. Okay. The second guy misses you twice. You dodge out of the way of both of his swings. Okay. Uh, Evelyn, the one that you're fighting, uh, swings at you twice. Uh, I did. I was I engaged with one. I'm sorry. I just ran. Oh right, back. you backed off. That's right. He is no longer engaged with anybody, so he is also going to move up to the throne, and he is going to try to bash the advisor. I'll make a couple of new attacks. That's fine. The advisor sucks. Um, yeah. Um, you get yes. that advice. 
Uh, he pounds the advisor twice and just sort of sends him sprawling across the floor. And the advisor was like an old dwarf, like he in his uh, okay. 290s or something. He was, he, was, he was frail. Yeah, he was pretty frail, um, but devoted to his king. Uh, anyway, he goes sprawling across the floor. Uh, so now, Diath, there are three psychotic dwarves around you, um, one, within uh, striking, one within striking distance of the king. Uh, and then Paulton, your two are uh, the one that was bashing on the other dwarf uh, that you just dissonant whispered attacks you. Okay. Uh, and he misses twice. Cool. Uh, his buddy, however, is much more fortunate and bashes him so hard uh, that it just caves in his head. Ooh. Because well, he's, you know, mad. Right. <laughs> All right. So you are now standing next to the dwarf with the crown of madness over its head. Uh, and the dwarf is just giggling maniacally at the murder of his companion. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> what was that message, Felton? I right. mean, technically, it was this guy. Well, they're going to rethink my next turn now. All right. uh, murder bot, a.k.a. Simon, uh, shoots one of the uh, dwarves attacking you, DF. This time, he actually penetrates the dwarf's armor uh the dwarf being a dwarf is resistant to simon's poison however and doesn't take as much damage as he should oh wow disappointment again <laughs> <laughs> but he feels the sting uh tricks all right so am i to understand that paulton has just communicated that these guys might be possessed possibly okay um, would I be able to dispel magic on that possession if I had so cast dispel magic? Do I know if that would work? Let me just double check before. Uh, first of all, make a, a arcana check to pass the time. That's what I was gonna try. Cool, let's both do it. Good. Oh, wow, I rolled a one. Okay, okay. uh, you're yeah. not sure. Um, I don't know, it, it's possible. All right, well. Work. You actually have no idea whatsoever. I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? <laughs> What's my At the name? time you told me you do magic. Yeah, that's it. I do magic. Uh, well, I'm going to try it anyway. Um, okay. I'm going to center it on that king fella and just spell magic. Poof. Okay. Uh, you... Uh, notice that the spell has no obvious effect. All right. I'm going to look at my party and just say, I have been useless the entire time I've been here. But we love you anyway. Hide my shame. <laughs> and as, as I'm going to just start, I guess I'll just misty step over to, uh, to Waffles just to make sure that someone's okay. standing by Waffles. All right. Waffles seems happy to see you. Okay, good. I'm like, don't, don't die, little, little lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and then it is Evelyn's turn. Did I hear Paulton? Yes. Okay. I'm going to run up to Dieth and take kind of like assume a co-fighting stance with him, like back to back. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, there are currently uh, three dwarves, evil dwarves, up with Dieth right now in the king, so... Okay, so I'm going to... This is good news for you, Dieth, because now you yes, can it is. It's really good news. I, so, and what the message I heard was that these dwarves may be not doing this under their own volition, so we should try not to kill them, right? That's what Paulton said, yeah. Okay. 
Um, so I guess I'm going to, uh, it's hard to shield without killing. <laughs> um, you also can't really not try to kill somebody with a dagger. Yeah. I'm just thinking I might try to like, I'm just going to, I'm going to shield of faith DF. Oh, okay. What does that do? That sounds great. So I, I, I put my back to you and I put my hand on you and I say, may the light of Lathander shine upon you and give you success with your foes. And yes. then a shimmering field appears and surrounds you, granting you plus two bonus to your AC for the duration, which is up to 10 minutes if I concentrate. Yeah, that's dope. Nice. All right. That's great. Actually, I, I don't put my hand on you. I hand you a small bit of parchment with a verse of Lathander on it. There you and go. And I like, it's the best gift I could give you. <laughs> yes. And it's sort of... Yeah. Do I eat it or? <laughs> you, I, I don't tell you what to do with it. I just hand it to you. Like, please eat it. Please just eat it. Like, oh. Well, Jeff wipes his bum with it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The light of Lathander Bay. Whatever you do, I just like smile and like. <laughs> Amazing. You roll it up and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, let it fill you. Yes. Hold on, dwarves. <laughs> oh my god okay uh and palton it is your yeah. turn you've got the crazy deranged dwarf under your control standing next to you mm -hmm. uh you could probably sick him after another dwarf if you wanted good that's good so strix tried to spell magic but tried it on the king right well it's isn't it like an area of effect like it does like a poof yeah, it's, I thought it was one target. Uh, I think it's one target, but um, and I assume I assume she was casting it, on one of the dwarves. Yeah, I was cast. Well, that was my intent was casting it on one yeah. of the dwarves. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and it's not uh, area effect; it's one target. Right. So. Yeah. One creature, so, object, or magical effect. Yeah. So I tried on one of the dwarves, and apparently it did nothing. Nothing happened. Hmm. Uh. Okay. Well, I guess if can't be dispelled well first i'm gonna uh tell the dwarf that uh with the with the crown of madness the yeah he's the saying guy. something to you in dwarvish which you don't understand and strix can hear it perfectly and it's like who should i kill next <laughs> it's like um and i i'll, I'll point to the nearest hostile be like that okay. guy all right, <laughs> and off goes. Oh, sweet Jesus, what have I done? <laughs> and then I'm going to, uh, man, I'm so scared. I don't know. I don't know the right thing. You know what? I'm going to try just for my own sake. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try dispel magic on not the dwarf that I just had the crazy one target, but a different okay. one. That's All right. Hostile, so. Boom, you cast the spell, it has no apparent effect. Okay, well, I just, you know, need a second opinion. Yep. It's okay, uh, I have a friend doing work for me over there, so. <laughs> DF. Um, the king whispers in your ear and he says, the service you do for me will not be forgotten. All right, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just... Uh, stay engaged with the one that I've been fighting this entire time. But now with Evelyn here, I can use that as a distraction. Absolutely. Sneak attacks. To make that short sword land exactly where it needs to go. Uh, 22. 
Oh, yes. Protected by whatever bullshit uh, Evelyn said. Yep. <laughs> ha! Uh, oh, that's a lot of high numbers. Surrounded by the shimmering mm-hmm. light of Lathander. Mm-hmm. Isn't it beautiful? All right, 26. Oof. Ow. Okay, uh, that dwarf is looking extremely hurt now. Dude is still standing? Yes, he is. He's a dwarf. Heck. God damn. All right. Uh, that's me. Okay. Uh, the dwarves. Uh, that one will respond in kind DF and attempt to hit you. Uh, missing twice. Uh, one more attempt to attack you. Missing twice. Thank you for that armor boost. And Evelyn, one turns on you uh, and rolls a 21 on one Ooh, of yikes. Ouchie. All right. It deals seven points of damage to you. Bonk. But a scratch. All right. Uh, This time, uh, two of the other dwarves that are fighting each other have died. One of the stalwart defenders and one of the traitors. Uh, The one who's got the crown of madness goes charging headlong into battle and crits. Tight. One of the uh, the other evil dwarves and wounds him greatly. I'm just watching this monster I created go on a murder spree. I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> huh. Weird I haven't used that till now. <laughs> right. Uh, Paulton, uh, your Simon uh, 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 attempts to make an attack on one of the dwarves, and instead of a dart coming out, you hear this empty clicking sound. Click. Oh no, he's out of dart. Oh, thank God. Click. That's the click, best, click, best click, news click. I've ever heard. Click, 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 click. No. <laughs> oh shit, Simon's on E. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh strix you're up again okay still thinking that some of these guys might be mind messed up i'm gonna try the next best thing that i have to solve this problem so any of them that are fighting uh by how many are by df right now there I'm, are three by df and evelyn okay i'm gonna try on one of the dwarves remove curse this time <laughs> All right. Gonna try that one. Do, 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 do. Uh, there seems to be no effect. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All I got. Okay. I'll, I'll just sit down next to Waffles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> try that. Tried everything. Strix just sort of sits down next to Waffles, just sort of falls over on her side. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I was trying not to kill anyone that wasn't a monster like a giant or a dragon or something terrible. I just didn't want these poor dwarves to die for no reason. Well, they're killing us, so. Yeah. Paulton told me they were brainwashed. I'm just yelling this across the thing. <laughs> I'm just like, like deflecting hammers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, maybe kill uh, just a thought. Uh, all right, carry on. Okay, next time I'll kill. Cool. All right. Uh, so let's see. Evelyn, you're up. <laughs> Strix is like so breakfast club right now. She's just sitting <laughs> there over the corner like... Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's her. Sad Malkoth. Uh, gosh. I guess that I just keep trying to ward off the... Can I... I can attack with the intent to like make unconscious and not kill, right? If you have a weapon capable of doing that. Yes. <laughs> Your fists. Your fist, for <laughs> example. 
dagger punch so the much. fuck out of them. Yeah, I yeah. I like dagger whip them. Like I take yeah. I flip the dagger and use yeah. the hilt, and I'm just trying to like punch them in the head, knock them unconscious. Okay. Do I still um, have two attacks when I do that? Uh, you do, uh, and you'll do uh, one point of damage plus your strength bonus on any hit. Okay, and so. it's still plus seven. Uh, my yes. attacks. Yes. Ooh, that's a good one. Twenty six. I clock this person. Yes, you do. Knock him out. Right. One point so plus. So one point plus your strength, which is four, so yeah. five. Yeah. Boom. All right. Uh, he is still conscious. Again, same right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not so good. That one's only ten. Okay, you punch a hard spot in his armor, like just right in his ah, cod, ah, right in his ah. cod piece, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> ow. Okay. Uh, at that point in time, the doors to the throne hall are forced open. Uh, against what appear to be whatever internal locking mechanisms they have, you hear this horrible grinding, crunching noise. And then this wall of dwarves just sort of pours into the hall. Oh, thank God. Um, and you can see that they consist of uh, dwarf guards, as well as just any dwarves that they found <laughs> in the area. Um, and th some of the dwarves are coming in and they have their hammers. Some of them have tongs. Some of them have pots. Uh, they a, leg of, a leg of meat <laughs> exactly they're a very tight knit community exactly and this this tightly knit wave of dwarves just come charging forth uh pouring down the hall uh, toward the uh the the honor guard um and uh they're not they won't get close enough to swallow them up but it looks like that's about what's about to happen and uh do we see which direction their aggression is focused uh it's unclear that they are focused at all. Okay. It, it seems to be, and as they shout, the only one who can understand the, the din is Strix, and they're all basically here to um, to save the king. Okay, good, good, good. I'll just yell. I'm trying to save Although, the king. It's very clear as they get close, deeper into the hall that they're not exactly sure what the hell is going on. Dwarf, <laughs> dwarf, dwarf honor guard are fighting other dwarf honor guard. Uh, there is a crazy one with a metal crown over his head <laughs> who looks like he might be trouble. Um, <laughs> Tell him that one's the king and they should, the king of the evil guys, and they mm. need to kill that one. It'll be real funny. Oh my God. Uh, and uh, so, Paulton, you're up. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what, what, do, what do I even do? Use your lightsaber. Um, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a suggestion. I know Lathander likes it. Wait, do I still have that thing? I thought I. Oh, you have it. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure you've had it, it this entire time. Oh, I yeah. thought I handed it off to someone else. You gave it to me, but then I, I think I gave it back to you. I, I think you tried to use it and like totally failed, and you were like, Ugh, and <laughs> gave it back. If I remember correctly, which I might not, I don't know. That that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Um, okay, do I still have a good sight on the hostile ones? Uh, yes, you do. Okay, um, I wasn't sure if it was like an ocean of just like dwarves, like. There is an ocean of dwarves coming toward those. Um, they all look the same. Is that a Paulton? No, I'm saying I wasn't sure if I was like like stepping like over them. I'm just. Like, <laughs> no, you won't. You you'll be coming at the evil dwarves from the opposite direction. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's let's use that uh that lightsaber thing. How does that work? What am I using? Yeah. So um. 
It has uh, a name, doesn't it? Like the Sun Sword. It's called the Sun yeah. Sword. Yes, you have to be attuned to it, but I assume you are. Um, you don't have that many magic items. Yes. So basically, uh, you can light up the blade, and it's a blade of radiant energy, um, and you can hit shit with it. Cool. All right. Essence uh, of Lathander. All right. So attack roll. Do I add anything or? Uh, so it's your it's your. Um, Proficiency bonus, which is plus three, okay. plus your strength bonus, which is okay. whatever. Like, just not just your normal attack bonus, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, let's see. Right. That, that would be, ooh, uh, 17 plus five. So, 22. Very good. Oh, and you're plus two to hit because it's a magic. This is a plus two sword. So, 24. You hit. You carve through its armor. Uh, uh, so, deals, it deals radiant damage instead of slashing damage. You're using both hands. Totally. So it's a D, it's a D10 plus your strength bonus plus two. Okay. It's a D. Okay. So a, a D10 plus plus. Okay. So that would be a, a three. Three. Plus uh, whatever the bonus was. Oh, so. plus. So you rolled a three. Yeah, I rolled a three. So three plus your strength, which is plus two. So that's five. Plus the sword's bonus, which is two. So seven. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, so you carve into one of these dwarves and deal seven points of damage to it. And it cries out, but is still alive. As your, as your radiant blade literally just sort of punctures through him. Neat. Yep. Excellent. Is what I say. DF? <laughs> yes. Uh... You have a very wounded dwarf. Another not so wounded dwarf and a practically untouched dwarf. Um, I don't know if I want to murder a dwarf in front of a sea of angry dwarves. <laughs> um, do you know? You know what? With with them coming up and assisting, uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually just going to take my action to go into a defensive stance. Okay, and just continue to uh, dodge and parry and deflect uh, all blows coming at me while blocking uh, away to the king. Very good. Uh, okay, so as the dwarves assail you, and two of them do, um, you are able to dodge and block all of their blows. Uh, the third one attempts uh, to get it in a desperation move, uh, uh, tries to slip past you and Evelyn's guard to take swings at the king and also is deflected. Excellent. Um, so you keep them all away from the king. Uh, at that point, the dwarves and Paulton are just <laughs> enveloped by a wave of dwarves. Paulton, you're not hurt, but you're sort of pushed around <laughs> as, as dwarves are thrown about and dwarves literally just throw themselves bodily on top of the honor guard and wrestle them to the ground. I jump over waffles. Yeah. <laughs> more, more of them pour up, the, up to the throne and grab hold of the other ones and kind of yank them back. Literally, these armored dwarves right off their feet and just pull them down to the ground and kind of lie on top of them, sit on top of them, <laughs> and do whatever it takes to subdue them. There's just like dwarves throwing other dwarves. <laughs> yes. Suddenly you're all just sort of swept up in this kind of dwarf-on-dwarf uh, <laughs> uh, battle royal. Uh, and uh, Standing just high enough to see everything that's going exactly, on. Exactly. Losing yes. sight of Evelyn. Yes. I, I look around just like, Simon! <laughs> yeah. Simon is sort of like getting kind of like a mosh pit kind of thrown overhead <laughs> no, of the dwarves. Simon's crowd surfing. 
Yes, he's just crowd surfing and finally sort of kind of gets discarded off oh, onto no! one side. Um, yes, but now you're all just standing around and watching dwarves um, basically beat each other into submission. Hmm. Good, let them handle the situation. And that's where we'll stop for tonight. Oh my <laughs> Good. gosh. Why are they so angry? The entire, <laughs> the entire party makes eye contact and we're just like... Um, why does this always happen to us we're all, we're all taller than them yeah yes, <laughs> that's yes. true we're like staring at each other <laughs> over them <laughs> evelyn you're not you're well oh. actually you're but you're on higher ground so yes you are too in effect how Did much you? taller am i than the average dwarf well, at five feet at five feet you're you're about uh, half a foot half a foot okay. taller um and so you're, i'm like you're, if you got your wings operating, you're higher, yeah, obviously. that's true. All right. I knew when I got up without my weapons that that was going to create <laughs> an Hilarity? interesting situation. Oh, my yes. God. But that's the thing. Evelyn's flaw is her optimism. It's right. that she yes. thinks the world revolves around her such that she's optimistic about everything. So I literally thought, maybe I'll need those. But then Evelyn was like, Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> my, my backup plan was to kick either one of their war hammers or a crossbow up to you so you can just beat people with it. Yeah, nice. that would have worked too. <laughs> I was trying not to hurt anyone. I'm just saying. And I yeah. did. did we, we, we technically didn't kill anyone. Palton. <laughs> and yeah. And I is mean, everyone happy that I didn't fireball in the throne room and destroy their throne room? I am really happy. I wasn't happy. going to do it, okay? I was trying not to. I didn't want to make enemies. Who's to say that that guy wearing the crown wouldn't have done that on his own? (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. And here I thought this was going to be just a real simple reconnaissance request. I'm like, (laughs) you got it, dude. We'll be right back. This would be nice and easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Do any of you have any announcements uh, to share with the group before we break off for the night? Hey, uh, Nate, you just released something big. Um, I, yeah, I just released, well, kind of. Uh, So my new album, uh, Sandcastle Kingdoms comes out tomorrow, but for you know the uh, eastern half of the world, it's already out because March first is already going on there. But uh, yeah, new album tomorrow, which is very exciting. So if you guys want, you can pick it up on iTunes. Super exciting, and uh, yeah, stoked on it. Uh, as always, I like to direct people to uh, the Waffle Crew uh, subreddit. Uh, reddit.com slash r slash dice camera action uh, lots of cool fan art and discussion and community building is going on there and always so I want to make sure you guys know about it so you can go there and join in on that additionally uh, question for you Chris yes because I actually honestly don't know is it customary to wish you happy birthday today or tomorrow because oh, there's no see. real in between neither yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> either. no birthday this year I'm just- <laughs> I am birthday less. I don't, I don't know how this works for you. <laughs> so, but no, the sentiment is there. Yes, the sentiment is appreciated, but I, I my opinion is I don't get a birthday. Oh, <laughs> so then back to work. Back to work. Okay. Never mind. You should celebrate it. You should celebrate it tomorrow because then that would mean the both of us. Yeah. Oh, oh, no way. Double no birthday. Just had to make it about you, Nate. Now, <laughs> happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Birthdays all around. All of our birthdays are really close because mine was just a couple weeks ago, too. Oh. What about birthday, you? Anna. What about Jared and Holly? Where were you guys? Come on. Mine's not till August. Yeah, mine's in May. What were you guys doing? 
being born later than you. Yeah. <laughs> Not existing. <laughs> my, yeah, in my case, much later than me. Uh, all right. Uh, so Emerald City Comic Con is this weekend. If you're going to be there, um, I'll be there at the World Builders Charity on Friday and doing a couple quick little panels uh, and a, a brief little Twitch appearance on Sunday. So yeah. I'll be there too. I'll also be at the World Builders panel. And I have a signing on Saturday. Believe and a panel, so just look out for me and come say hi. Very I cool. think I think my husband is interviewing you, Chris. Oh, on the Twitch stage. Oh. I just looked at the programming for that. Nice, so. nice. I'll oh, tell him to be extra nice. <laughs> give, give your husband all the best questions. Yeah. Why do you hate your players? <laughs> Why hate Jared? <laughs> when are you next going to kill Dia? <laughs> Oh, that's so season one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then I guess we're done and out of here. Hey. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you next week, y'all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. <laughs> <laughs>